Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Service. I am your host, Kat Corchado. And today, my guest is Brett Courier. He's an Army veteran, but he also has a business called Vet Gigs that we're going to talk a little bit more about. So please help me welcome Brett. Brett, welcome to Sisters in Service. Thanks so much, Kat. I'm really uh, excited to be here and, and uh, excited to share a bit about my story and uh, Vet Gigs with, with you and, and your listeners. Absolutely. I love that name, by the way, but we'll get back into that in a second. <laughs> Uh, so you are an Army veteran. So I always ask this of my veterans. Did you pick the Army or did the Army pick you? <laughs> it's actually a really interesting story because uh, like many uh, you know, Army brats myself, my dad tried to get me to join the Air Force, <laughs> assuring me that it would be a much better standard of life. And um, he's like, you know, do you do Air Force, whether you do Navy, you know, I promise they're going to take care of you better than the Army. But me being a the uh, young buck I was, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps. I ended up going going with the army. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I wanted to go in the navy. I was I'm an Air Force brat, and I was going to go in the navy until the recruiter said, um, "You know, you could be like six months on a ship." You know, and I was like, "Yeah, no, that's not me." And so, you know, you go with what you know, right? It's, I mean, not that I really knew the Air Force, but I was familiar with it. So that's pretty cool. So, how long were you in? Uh, so I was in for 12 years. I recently actually ETSed uh, after 12 years in the Army and Army National Guard, and I got out this past April of uh, 2020. And so getting out, regardless of the reason why, how was your transition? Was it easy? Was it what you thought it would be? Was it more difficult? Tell us a little bit about your transition. Yeah, and my transition really kind of happened in two parts because I did have that National Guard service. And the first big transition I had off of active duty was when I was getting back from Operation Iraqi Freedom. And uh, I had been full time for almost four years or so at that point. And um, unfortunately, you know, I had the unfortunate experience of losing a close battle buddy who uh, really kind of helped me get through my time over there, really looked out after me as a mentor and kind of a, a big brother battle buddy figure. Um, and just after a, a couple months being back, um, yeah, I, I lost him and um, there was some, some difficulty with that certainly because that really started my feelings of, um, Really feeling like I had to do something about the uh, 22 veterans a day that that commit suicide because this is someone who is so important for me and such a big figure in my life for for my deployment. Um, and then to lose him right when we came back was just really tough. Um, and unfortunately, that actually continued, and I have since lost uh, two more close battle buddies due to suicide. Oh, and goodness. with the last one, it just you know really drove me to to leave my uh, what was my really my dream job at Deloitte Consulting um, to make an impact in the way I knew how, which was uh, helping veterans find a uh, new sense of purpose in professional services after the military. Because I was lucky enough to, to find my new sense of, of professional purpose, um, leaving the military in consulting. Um, you know, it's that was a common thread I was able to really find between those three battle buddies I lost was they went from being real hard chargers in the military where they were each responsible for huge budgets. Um, many, many other soldiers under them as non-commissioned officers. 
And um, then they got to the civilian world and the jobs that were marketed to them were um, just really kind of low wage jobs where they weren't going to be able than. to put all their, <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know, security guard jobs and, and really low level um, intro law enforcement jobs. Not that there's anything wrong with either of those, but they don't give the veterans a chance to use their wealth of experience, hard skills and soft skills they bring to the table. Because um, we bring so. a lot. I think more than someone who's been in school for four years with, with a degree and there's nothing wrong with the degree. But if I have someone with a four-year degree and no experience, but someone with no degree and 20 years experience, guess what? I'm going with the experienced person. And I think one of the things mm-hmm. that I really talk to people who are transitioning is who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you like to do when you're not in uniform? Who are you? You're not Sergeant Colonel Lieutenant, you're you. Who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you do on your off time? And that's what I think people need to start realizing is who they are, what they want to do. So I always tell people, you know, two years out, a minimum, start thinking about these things because it's important, mm-hmm. you know, because when I got out, there was nothing. And I and I found my way slowly but surely, but I found my way. And I I was, you know, I wasn't going to give up. I was just going to do it. But I do remember getting out of the military um, because I was a project manager in communications. And I sat in front of this guy who I swear was 12 years old. And (laughs) he said, you know, it's, yeah, this is all great. But if you just had a degree. And I said, didn't you see those 20 years on that page? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I got a quick pivot. I got to do something else, which which I did. But it's very disconcerting. Just like when you said, you know, that people are put in charge of millions of dollars worth of people and assets. Oh yeah, yeah. More even your anything. lowest level yes. private in the army is is often responsible for over three hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Um, mm-hmm. Even if they don't have direct reports, they're responsible for the lives of the person they left to their to the right. Everyone exactly. in their gun truck and. You know, it's uh, when you go from that to being in a position where you're told your your experience isn't transferable, <laughs> you're um, you really got to start at, at an entry level gig, or even those as lucky as as myself to make it into mm-hmm. consulting. I got a, my dream job in consulting, but I was starting as an analyst with people who had never had a job before. Their only qualification was they were hired out of a target school. Right. And, you know, that's just such a disservice to the company who's hiring them because, you know, I had led over, I had over 30 direct reports and I was in the army. I had been running operations of over 5,000 personnel and had millions of dollars of equipment, which I was regularly, you know, in charge of as well. And don't and, lose any of it or misplace yeah. it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and so the, you know, Deloitte was regularly underutilizing me. And, you know, it was so funny because they were just regularly throwing me on all these projects where I had people four or five levels above me who, you know, I was I was supervising because I was the man for the job. But, you know, I could have done so much more if I had actually been at a higher level because I would have had access to um, all the new uh, equipment, the systems, all the bells and whistles. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're you know, trying to get do a job where they're like, "Here's a pen and here's paper," you know, yeah, write it down yeah. for us. And you're like, "What?" You know, yeah. I just, I just think it's, it's, it's just really sad. I wish there was some program or someone who had those skills where they could just look at someone coming out of the military and say, 
these are the jobs that you, that you can, you know what I mean? That would just mm-hmm. transfer those skills automatically, you know, from yeah, leadership, those soft skills, those hard skills here, here are your jobs. And you could apply for those instead of guessing, oh, well, maybe I might be good at this. And so what we're, exactly. I think sometimes what we're broken down to is what we did in the military, which, mm-hmm. you know, don't get me wrong. You know, being a communications project manager was great, but it was a desk job. And I'm like, I need something different. (laughs) You know, I didn't want to be pigeonholed anymore. Um, So did you, speaking on identity, did you have an identity problem coming out of the military? Absolutely. And I think that's really something that I've continuously had to work on. Um, even today, you know, I, I, I still feel like there's so many elements of the transition process that, um, you know, I'm still experiencing. I mean, like even my, my business, I started uh, outside of my full-time consulting job that pays the bills. It's so structured around what I know in the military and these, these issues that we face in our community. Um, so, you know, some, maybe my wife included, would say my transition is, <laughs> is really not complete and not uh, maybe as effective as I think it is. Um, but, you know, it, it's something we continuously work on because it, it, you know, the military is what we know. It's a life we've been steeped in for years and years, years decades even. Yes. And you can't turn that off overnight. Um, so, you know, what I, think, I try and do is take the most productive pieces mm-hmm. of it and use it to help out uh, my battle buddies, even those I, I, I don't know yet um, from different services. Right. Um, I was going to say that I, I think that we're, you know, I don't think transition is a thing. I think it's continuous. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's not just, okay, yes, you transition from the military, but then you have to transition into being a veteran. Then you transition transition from veteran into what, you know, whatever, where, you know, and you, then you transition from, you know, your veteran status to being an entrepreneur. And then it's, it's this continue, it's always evolving, I think. You know what That's I mean? Great. It's just not transition from active duty to veteran. It's, you're always transitioning in some form or fashion, but I do believe that the skills that we have help us get through for the most part. You know, we, we just dig deep when things are hard. We're like, Oh, okay. I'm not budging. So, you know, you pull hard and I pull hard and we'll see who falls down first. You know, we're just going to, you know, stick it to the end. But um, tell us a little bit about vet gigs. Now, before you go there, how did you come up with the name Vet Gigs? <laughs> because I'm always fascinated by this because, you know, you want the name to be like, you don't want it to be this long drawn out thing. You don't want it to be cheesy, yeah. but you want to go, oh, people will remember that. So how did you come up with the name Vet, G- Vet Gigs and then tell us a little bit about it? Well, there were many iterations. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, and, you know, I very well could have ended up with something else, but uh, part of it was domain availability. And I dealt with so many domain trolls um, when I was when I was looking for the name. Um, so many people that had just bought up all these random domains and were just trying to get as much as they could from it. Um, so, you know, I had to end up finding one from my top selection list that would... Um, make the most sense to veterans, make the most sense to employers, because those are two, you know, main user bases and one that uh, I could afford being an entirely kind of self-funded operation. Um, right. So it, it, I 
went from vet works, veteran works, vet connect. Uh, I must've gone through 50 different potential names and bugged my family to death by, you know, running each of the possibilities by them. But, um, I'm, I'm quite happy with that gigs. And so and when you found that, when you found that name, what, did you just go, yes, that's it. <laughs> did you do that? Because I did that. I remember writing down all of these names and I would I would take number one and match to number 10. And I'm like, no. And I take number 10 and match to number five. I'm like, no. (laughs) But then when you're there, you're like, that's it. Is that how you felt when you found it? It definitely was. And I maybe cried a little bit on the inside when I was buying <laughs> so the domain all, because it like hurt so much. It's like having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care like, of this a is, child. <laughs> this costs so much. Uh, but, you know, I'm very happy, very happy we secured it and uh, very happy with the name. And it, it, you know, I think is one that's made a good amount of sense to our users. So yeah. happy I made it. And that it just investment. rolls off the tongue. You know, you don't have to sit there and yeah. remember things. So tell us <laughs> what is VetGigs? So VetGigs at its core is an online talent marketplace that connects veterans to employers uh, looking to hire these veterans or military spouses in the professional services space. And professional services can be anything ranging from technology jobs, um, implementing, you know, large information systems or maintaining them um, to consulting jobs like what I do now. Um and consulting really has three parts, technology, uh, strategy and operations, or like business consulting as as uh, it's commonly known, or management consulting, and the human capital side, um, doing organizational change management, um, coming up with new operational systems and things like that for, for large organizations. So all things that us as veterans are really wow, good at. that's a lot. Uh, it is. It is. One of the things I, you know, one of the reasons I focused on professional services is A, because the income is great. Um, it, you know, the starting salaries you can expect or the starting bill rates if you're a freelancer, which our, our uh, platform supports and enables, um, it's so high that it, it launches most military families into new socioeconomic ladder steps. Right. And you don't have to be a coder or, or a, a, just a deep, um, tech person or a a business savant to have to do this. Um, The technology side for functional stuff, functional jobs are often like configuration things. It's no more complicated than changing the settings on your, um, on your social media pages pretty much. Oh, I can Um, do that. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so it just, you know, it's more a matter of tenacity um, Mm. because you know, it, it's going and using the free resources that are available to us as veterans, um, starting with mentorship and talking yes. to mentors in the field you want to go into, and then learning about the free certifications you need to mm-hmm. really break in that are either going to demonstrate the knowledge you need or instantly qualify you for a job because it's a Salesforce Workday or some other kind of technology certification right. that says you know how, how to implement um, these systems. And, uh, it, you know, it's great income and allows us to find a new sense of purpose after the military because, you know, your, your direct counterpart is often at a director level. You are responsible for, you know, on, for very high value dollar projects and you own your sense of the mission while having a, a strong sense of autonomy. And all right. of that is very comparable to the military. Yes, it um, is. You, even yeah. if you were by yourself, there was like, you get the job done. We don't, you know. We don't care. Exactly. Just, just get it done. So it, it sounds really um, awesome because it's, I, I believe wholeheartedly that 
you know, when people put their resume in to some machine bot online, that I, I feel like it's just sitting there, you know. It's a black hole. Yes. And so a lot of veterans, and correct me if I'm wrong, will put military service right at the top of their resume. A lot of times that's all that's there because mm-hmm. they've been in 10, 15, 20 plus years. Okay. And I feel as though, and I don't want to sound, I don't know what the word is, but I think that that they should, the veteran status should be on top a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It should be at yeah. the top. And I, I feel like that it's not a lot of times and that when some, when a veteran is looking for a job that I truly believe that it's another veteran that's going to say, Oh, you know what? I know this person who I think you should talk to. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, and I, I believe it's in who, you know, not in the bot that you put your resume in. I don't care how many resumes you put in there. I believe it's person to person and, and hopefully veteran to veteran. But if I am coming to you, I've heard about vet gigs. I have my little resume. What happens after you, I bring myself to you with my resume and what happens after that? Take us through the and process. That's a really great question. So one of the things I've tried to do with vet gigs when we built it out is really um, keep that structure in mind, you know, and really use my network of different employers and uh, leaders in professional services to open up opportunities for the veteran community, both veterans and military spouses. So and we've also tried to build it out. So it's not a platform you need to be on all the time in order to take advantage. You come with your qualifications and we'll even help you build out your profile to show your full marketability. Uh, So you can go on, you can create a free profile on www.vetgigs.com. Then you input in your information, your proof of service, um, a DD-214 with your, um, you know, PII redacted, a copy, a picture of your VA ID card, VFW ID card, something like that that shows you have an honorable discharge. Um, you input all of your skills in, those hard skills you have, soft skills. Um, and you know maybe you don't have a ton right now that's translatable to the civilian world or that you think is translatable to the civilian world, but we all built soft skills in the military. So you can start with that. Things like training, facilitation, um, you know, critical thinking skills, uh, all of those. And then work with us at Vet Gigs and our partners like AllegiantGiving.org, who give out free Coursera licenses to get those uh, top-notch certifications I was telling you about before. And then as you build those other skills, those hard skills, those technology skills, certifications, you go and, and put those in your Vet Gigs profile. And what you're doing is having in all these attributes then on your Vet Gigs profile. So, you know, Next year, when Deloitte posts a, a job on on Vet Gigs um, and says, "Hey, we're looking for a contractor with critical thinking skills, workday experience, and these other two things," well, it's going to match then with your profile because you put in critical thinking on your profile as a skill, and you'll get an email saying, "Hey, um, you should send in a free proposal for this uh, gig at Deloitte, you know, Deloitte Consulting." And Deloitte gets an email that says, "Hey, you know, you should invite." these veterans to send in a proposal for the gig you just posted because they're 87, uh, 62 and 95% match to, to your gig, uh, based on skills and other criteria. Um, and then really on the vet gigs platform, we try and iron out all the pain points that come with freelancing, uh, finding work. Number one, 
Number two is coming to an agreement on the terms. So we make it really easy instead of sending in a 500 page statement of work that you've gone back and forth with the employer on over weeks. We have simple milestone functionality that says, look, I want to be paid weekly, monthly, or in one single milestone. And this is the work I'll complete. Maybe you'll do change management work 40 hours a week or at $110 an hour um, or whatever it may be. Um, And then once you decide, you agree on the terms, you both finalize the deal. And then that's where the last big part of our value comes in, which is ensuring that freelancers get paid safe and fast using Stripe. So based on the terms that you agree upon with your employer, Stripe on that that payment date after you put in your hours, it's just going to pull the the funds right from the employer's account and put it right in yours. So you you make sure you're never having to chase down employers. I love and, that. Uh, Anything yeah, that just pops yeah. right into your bank account. It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And you talk to most former freelancers and they'll say that's why they stopped doing it because it was so boomer bust. They had a hard time finding work. It was too difficult to come to an agreement on the work and they had a difficult time getting paid. Um, so we try and help with all of that. And actually people are finding jobs on our on our platform as well because employers are, are posting jobs for W2 as well and just immediately converting the user on the platform from a freelancer to a, uh, to, to a employee right away. Um, so we try and facilitate that as well. Is the goal to you, I could, so here, let me know if I'm wrong. So I apply at vet gigs. I put my information in, you guys come back and say, wow, you've got these soft skills, but you really need this, 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 these certifications or whatever. You go get those, you upload that to the vet gigs um, database or to your profile. And I can either do freelance. And if the company likes what I want, like what I've done that they could hire me permanently, if that's what I want. So I can put either, I just want freelance or I want freelance and a nine to five, you know, eventually. (laughs) So is that something that, is that what, am I correct in that? Yeah. So we can facilitate both. And at our core, we, we're, we are a freelancer marketplace. So um, you're creating a profile on vet gigs and then basically sending in proposals. So your relationship is going to be directly b- between the employer and the freelancer. And we just facilitate it on our platform. But that said, a lot of times the employers will post a gig on there and they're like, hey, we love this person. We want to immediately hire them for a full-time job. And, you know, there's, there's, they won't even have a freelance gig. And so if that, if that's what works well for the freelancer too, and they're like, yeah, I'd love to work with you guys as, as an employee. Um, then they make that agreement and it, and it works out well for everyone. Um, and then some others will stay on the platform uh, to your point and just work as a freelancer because they like the flexibility. They like the fact that every time they get a new certification, they can charge that new market value and they're never having to go and, and ask their employer for a raise. And they really get the most um, flexibility to choose their choose the people they're working for, the projects they're working for, and the type of work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And freelancers actually tend to work a lot less per month because they're only working the amount of hours they're, 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 they're billed. Yeah. They're like, I want to work this many hours. And you're like, okay, cool. You know, and that and that's and that works for a lot of people. Some people like that, you know, that permanent paycheck like we got in the military, you know, the first and the 15th, it's like, it's there like clockwork, you know, but I think also that it's, this is awesome that you guys do this. And 
I really wish that other organizations would recognize what we as veterans bring to the table and be able to say, you know what, you don't have this, but let's see what we can get you. Let's, let's, you know, let's, I don't want to say train you because that's not the word I'm looking for, but let, you know, let's give you, let's get you a mentor. Let's get you to the point where you can possibly do this. But, you know, on the outside, Mm -hmm. there's egos, there's salaries, there's, you know, uh, it just gets messy. Um, And the one thing that I found, you know, getting a job outside of the military is that, you know, in the military, if you and I had to work together, Brett, and for whatever reason, I don't know why you just didn't like me because everybody <laughs> likes me, but we didn't get along. You know, in the military, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they say, look, get the job done, get the mission completed. But see, on the outside, if you were my boss and I could be the best of the best of the best in the job that I'm in, if you don't like me, you can get rid of me. So true. And that's so, so sad because we get these egos in the way and everything, but I don't want to go there because that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> so how can the veteran community help vet gigs? Well, um, first off, I highly recommend going on at making a profile because even if you're not looking for something now, by going in and keeping your profile updated with the different skills out there, you can, you know, be matched with opportunities at any point. And, you know, it's a really good way to keep your finger on the pulse of what's out there. Second off, uh, we're happy to help you from a training and mentorship point of view. We have a really great relationships with other veteran organizations out there, um, such as Allegiant Giving, Act Now Education, and, and many others. Um, so we work with them to provide free Coursera licenses to veterans and military spouses and even veteran dependents um, looking to grow their experience and grow their marketability in, in the civilian workforce. And uh, one way we're actually helping them is by building out custom learning pathways. So if you reach out to any of us and you're like, hey, you know, I'm really interested in being a functional consultant, um, you know, in this being a tech consultant in some way, you know, uh, what courses could I take? And we'll send them a course list. Or if you say, hey, I want to be in cybersecurity, we'll send you another course list. And uh, even, you know, do our best to set you up with other veteran mentors in the field who have been there, done that, and can really, uh, you know, can help you and coach you along the way. So I love that. Um, all right. So I know you're, you're based in Texas, correct? We are. So can you help someone who's a veteran in North Carolina? You got it. We can help veterans and military spouses all around the world. In fact, Um, so we've been engaging with some out in Guam and Puerto Rico, really all over the world. And that's the wonderful thing about consulting, the wonderful thing about professional services and our freelancer marketplace is as long as you're a veteran or military spouse, we're here to help you. Uh, We're here to help you help grow your career and just help link you up with all the many opportunities out there, whether it it benefits us and provides us revenue or not, we're here to help just like we were in the military. Um, And, you know, you you could be living anywhere in the world at this point. And, uh, you know, we're, we're here for you. I love that. I do. I love that. So if someone wants to take part in what VetGigs has to offer, where would they go? 
Well, first I'd go to vetgigs.com. Um, you can go on there. You'll see on the top right, register. You can create a free account and feel free and shoot us an email at info at vetgigs.com if you have any questions too. Uh, we really are here to help. And, you know, whether that's just talking you th through different opportunities you have, um, helping you get the, the learning resources you need, mm -hmm. um, setting you up with mentors to, to really um, help you decide what what is right for you um, or whether you already have those skills. And it's a matter of, you know, really just having that extra coaching and extra extra help um, to get you employee referrals, to get, you know, the W-2 job of your dreams or getting you set up with the really lucrative uh, professional services opportunities out there. And at this point, we have, um, you know, tons of jobs on our platform. I think we have 14 um, gigs up right now, all high-paying professional services uh, gigs wide open, and uh, they're they're all accepting proposals. So jump on there, check it out, and uh, you have nothing to lose. Create, free to create an account, free to send in as as many proposals as you want, and we actually you can reduce the commission as low as one percent on the platform by referring other uh, battle buddies, veterans, and military spouses onto the platform too. Uh, so if you look at getting work later, you can have that that commission reduced down uh, really as low as possible. Um, so we're we're trying to make the system as cheap as possible. We're just kind of covering our costs. Absolutely. So what happens if an organization hears about vet gigs and they want to go on board? How do you vet those organizations that want to be a part of vet gigs? Yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, so I actually have a personal conversation with all of our employers generally at one point um, or another. And at this point, I've talked to every single one. Um, and we have a really cool group of different employer partners, um, largest of which being AppDirect, a, a large technology e-commerce company. And they're really supportive of our mission. And their CHRO, Deb Tenenbaum, actually sits on our board of advisors. Um, but we also have, you know, former aide to the Secretary of the Army, you know, left his post and started a a firm, um, you know, connecting veterans with opportunities in government contracting space, and he uses us to to fill all of his positions as well. Um, we also have Aligned a Consulting, a, a consulting firm out of Chicago that hires for a lot of technology positions, and they try and source all of their positions they can through us as well. Um, so, you know, we just have a really open and, and close relationship with all of our employers, mm -hmm. um, and they're all really excited to try and open up these opportunities to the veteran community because, like you had mentioned before, it really does take um, a special kind of leader to not just see the kind of value we present, but to really give us a chance and say, look, you know, I, I realize you may not have 10 years of directly applicable experience as a tech consultant or, or whatever kind of role we're hiring, but I can see how all of this wealth of experience you're bringing to the table really plugs in. And with just the tiniest the little learning curve to get some of those hard skills that you missed before, it's just all going to fall into place and you're going to be a just tremendously valuable uh, part of our organization. I know. I wish that was all the organizations would look at something like that, but they just look at what's on the paper and sometimes not even that, you know? So if someone has a question about vet gigs, how would they contact you or the organization? 
Yeah, so you can uh, reach out to me either on LinkedIn. You can reach out to me uh, via info at vetgigs.com or even my personal email as well through vetgigs, uh, brett at vetgigs.com. That's B-R-E-T-T at vetgigs.com. And um, I you know, pretty much have an open door of policy with the veteran community. I, I let folks know, you know if you want to talk, you, you need a battle buddy, whatever it is. Um, you know, reach out, I'll send you my calendar link or, you know, we can talk ad hoc if you need to and, and can't afford to wait till there's an opening on my calendar. Uh, you know, you have so many people out here that are, are here to support you. We may not be on active duty anymore and, and just have somebody in the next barracks room we can go over to, but, um, you know, that support doesn't go away. It just may feel like it sometimes. And, uh, myself, other people at vet gigs and um, other people at the organizations and the network of veteran organizations we work with at vet gigs are all here to help. Uh, we got our hand out and just got to reach out and we're here to support you along the way. Yeah. The support is, it sounds amazing. So you heard it here. Let's make Brett really, really busy and flood <laughs> vet gigs with all kinds of proposals. Um, Brett, it's been such a pleasure having you on, and I hope that, not that I hope, I know this is going to be a big deal. You know, so for me, a year from now, you're going to be like, I'm so busy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kat. This is really great. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for being a part of Sisters in Service. And for everyone else, you know what I'm going to say. As always, please stay safe. Take care of each other. And until next time.